used to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win, and the others do. Uncle Mike, what's going on? Mystic Mark, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Doing very well. You're doing very well? Today is the day? Well, it's a day. For your wellness? (laughs) It's a day. It's not the day, but yeah. It's another one of the well days, so I'm glad to hear that. It's good to hear your voice. Likewise. How's your day going? Uh, So far, I just, uh, I came from... um, a library. I just at a library doing some work. Uh, this tiny little library, and I think it's pronounced at Glen, A T G L E N, kind of in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, Chester County. And I don't know. It's kind of fun for me to go into these libraries and to do a couple hours of work, and then to and then to jump out of it. And when I was driving away, so you've seen the, the magnets, which I have on the side of my truck with mm-hmm. the Susquehanna Alchemy. So this, this, uh, this old woman, she comes up to me. I'm mean, not that old, if I already guess, probably maybe in her 60s. Uh, and she, she started asking me, she's like, well, what is alchemy? What is this? I need to know this. And um, it was the first time that has happened for me. So um, I was kind of laughing at that whole sort of thing. She asked me if that had to do with witchcraft. At okay. which point I said, well, no, but I can see why someone might say that. But it was, it was, it was, a, um, it was a nice start for the day for me nonetheless. Yeah, interesting. So she didn't seem superstitious, did she? She definitely seemed curious and intrigued and slightly nervous. She kept on saying, because I'm just sitting in my car. I was getting ready. Uh, I was getting um, my headset ready because I knew you were going to call me. And um, so she came up. She's like, I don't want to scare you. I don't want to scare you, but I need to know. And so she was very clear to let me know that she she was she didn't want to scare me in those and she was she was thoughtful and thinking of 
how she was going to approach me. So that that's pretty much all I could all I can take away from maybe her superstitious uh, potentiality. Yeah, it seems like people would be a little more worried about that kind of thing down there, especially well, with the yeah, well, Amish powwow. So. Definitely so, because I have been, I've had a conversation is, is, you know, we were interrupted in the past with the, with the, the postman who, when he saw a Susquehanna Alchemy t-shirt on me, he asked me a very similar question as well. Now, he, I thought, would have had more superstition, more of a superstitious perspective than that woman, but nonetheless, it was, neither were particularly, um, challenging or aggressive um, mm. but I suppose that is par for the course for this part of the world mm. yeah well speaking of parts of the world I did a little research on uh, where the number one highest concentration of listeners of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast is and uh Interesting results. I know we talked about this already, so it's no surprise to you, but Colonial Heights, Virginia, which I thought at first I was going to send it to you thinking you'd have a thing or two to say, considering you're originally from Virginia or spent a lot of time in Virginia. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so, yeah, I didn't find much other than that one little interesting Conjurer's Neck neighborhood. Uh, which apparently is named after a Native American alchemist or healer. Well, let's 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 slow down. Let's slow, <laughs> slow, slow down because there was like a lot which you just mentioned, and so we want to before we just like brush over the stuff which you mentioned, you know, or, and get into some of the details. Let's look at that. So the first thing is Colonial Heights. That's where the highest concentration of listeners are. And so, what was like the the top five or top ten? Like, what were the other places that were on there? It was, it was Colonial Heights, Virginia, Los Angeles, California, Houston, Texas, uh, Dallas, Texas, and Chicago, Illinois. All right. So we've got Los Angeles, which I think it is, it's definitely top five. It may be top, maybe top two or three for most populous metropolitan statistical areas in the United States. That's what they call, like when they do, um, uh, population statistics. The, they'll group it around something called an MSA or a, multi, or a metropolitan statistical area. So New York City being the largest. I apologize. I'm driving over some uh, some uh, uh, grooves in the in the road, which is why we're hearing that sound. So we've got Los Angeles, which I think is two or three. Um, Houston and Dallas, which are both probably maybe both top five, definitely top ten, and Chicago two or three as well. And then we've got Colonial Heights, which, which would make sense. It would make sense, just like, you know, just the randomness of numbers. <clears throat> but we have Colonial Heights, which is one of the top of the list, which in itself, to me, is like, okay, that's, that's, that's an anomaly. That doesn't seem to make sense. Or maybe said another way, there's another piece of information which would allow this to make more sense. Um, so the first question is, what county is Colonial Heights in Virginia? And you are you are correct. I lived, uh, I have spent, I don't know, like let's say, five, probably 15, maybe 20 years of my life living in Virginia. So I know Virginia, okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So what county is, is Colonial Heights in? Can you tell me that? I can't tell you it off the top of my head. I just finished Googling it. So let me tell you right now. Yeah, pull up. It's, it's like a, it's Wikipedia entry. It's not in a county. It's an independent city. In independent city. It'll still be enclosed within a county. Like maybe like, but like what's it near? Like I'm trying to picture in my mind what oh, it's near. It's um, south of Richmond. It's one of the tri-cities. One of the tries, and what's its population? Let's see, the population about 18,000. 18,000, it's a pretty small population. Pretty small, yeah. <laughs> How far south of, of Richmond? Is it south as Petersburg, if you're looking at a map? It's in between um, Richmond and Petersburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where So, okay. So, um, that is a strange place a strange place to have the highest concentration of listeners. So the first question I have is if <clears throat> anyone from from um, Colonial Heights is listening to us talk right now that they comment or maybe they give us a little bit of insight as to maybe why, why your show resonates there. Oh, I found the name of the county. It's in Dinwiddie County. Dinwiddie, yeah. Yeah, I thought it would be. Um, so okay, so we've yeah. got that. But then, but then, what what popped in my mind? What popped in my mind? Or at least, I mean, it always goes there. It's like <laughs> usually, like if you see something like that, and I'm not in the, 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 the technology. There's so many different ways to do the technology. But it what we're, what you're gathering, or the the data points which you're gathering, are. Um, are the probably like the zip codes from where shows are are downloaded, correct? Yeah, when people have their location information uh, on their phone and it's they agree to the terms and services in their podcast app, certain podcast apps will track your location while you're listening to a show. Right. To send that information to me, not to, you know, so I can find out where you're moving around, but just, yeah. So I think so it you would can be, understand where people are listening. Like it's a right. common sort of thing. It's like, um, well, it's, it's very useful for someone like Sam Tripoli who goes on, you know, tour and, and plays different cities. I mean, I don't even know if he's ever considered using his podcast statistics, but I would love to see where the highest concentration of tinfoil hat listeners is outside of a large city. Without a doubt, like uh, particularly if you're someone who likes uh, data, you know, that would be a really interesting data point to have. Mm. Uh, so depending upon for a variety of reasons, uh, everything could flow through um, at least on a uh, uh, like from a uh, from a routing perspective to make it look like, you know, it goes through a specific area, whether that be um uh, something to do with a specific podcast host. Like, you know, someone's listening to a, a, a podcasting platform where they download everything, and maybe that particular platform would go, has a, uh, a linkage to, to that area, particularly if someone has chosen not to be, um, to have their data recorded, and maybe like that's the fallback. Mm. Or maybe there's something else there. And as you know, my mind always likes to go to our favorite uh, ABC agencies. Maybe they got something because Virginia, 
Virginia probably more than any other state within within the United States is associated with our ABC agencies. Right. And so maybe not necessarily Colonial Heights, but or at least I'm not associating them with Colonial Heights. But you never know. So that popped in my head as well. So if anyone is listening from that area and they could answer, add any sort of light into our discussion, that would definitely, um, I would find it interesting. And if they are, if it is legit and there is a big group in Colonial Heights, I'd be curious to know as to why. Mm. Yeah. What yeah. are your thoughts? Well, I would say mftic_podcast at gmail dot com. If you're in Virginia, uh, specifically Colonial Heights, or at least close to the area, I found out a couple things. I mean, Fort Lee is the major fort nearby. Um, that's not the farm that the CIA trains their agents at. That's a different. I think that's Fort Perry, which is somewhere also in Virginia. Um, but I'm pretty certain when they talk about the farm farm, like we don't know where that is. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but that's normally thought of thought of as like uh, much further north and west of DC. Like maybe like uh, if you're familiar with with Virginia, that would be like the Leesburg area, or out near the Dulles Airport. If people know where the Dulles Airport is. Hmm. I've actually been to the Dulles Airport. Yeah. Well, many people have. It's a very well yeah. populated or well used airport named after the Dulles brothers, who were, you know, instrumental. <laughs> In the finding of the founding of the organization, which we are discussing. Right, right. So Fort Lee is definitely not just your run-of-the-mill army base, though. They have a lot of uh, TASCOM and CASCOM uh, combined arms support command. So, so I don't know what those words. <laughs> so, will you please define what the hell that is? Those would be <laughs> those would be like the guys who are behind in the movie in the movies when they show you those boardrooms with like the, all the huge computers on the wall and the big boards. So, can you define the acronym first? Oh yeah, yeah. Combined Arms Support Command, uh, Sustainment Center of Excellence. So, those are the two um, sort of. I don't know, specifications that Fort Lee uh, specializes in is, is teaching uh, those things and also getting people involved with the CASCOM, which I think has to do with all of the you know communications apparatus that the various army units need uh, wherever they are to communicate. So that's like the big boardrooms in the military movies where you see guys with huge computers and bunch of switches and, and, and are you are you telling me so fort lee has a particularly uh like the, that that's that's one of the nodal points yeah it's like their logistics communication center for the army so it is the center so it's like not just one of the nodal points it's like the primary one in this particular for this particular thing no just in this area that's i mean just in that area yeah. so where's the where's the headquarters where's the primary <laughs> is that information is that information public? No, like can you I, see that on the on the on the Wikipedia? No, I don't they're not telling me much about that, but um it's named but after Robert E. Lee. Say I'm sorry? We know it's named after Robert E. Lee. Certainly. So so we're not gonna go there yet, because I'm still <laughs> caught up on the 
on what this place is. Because, I mean, I'm surprised you're not all over because the first thing is going to be communication. Mm-hmm. So how the communication system is set up on, on, on particularly IP or the Internet is it has to do with, like, you know, how data is is broken down pieces and every piece of communication can be broken down sent across all of these different um uh uh pathways and they don't all have not all pieces of the data or communication goes through it and then it's reassembled at like the 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 agreed upon meeting place which this seems to be one of them so the very fact of the matter that this is maybe not the primary headquarters but but definitely and again granted like I'm, I'm not a military guy i don't know how this sets up but i have a little bit of insight and so if this is one of these key places like and we're looking at at a a, a statistical anomaly of downloads going through this area you know could it be that- i would say to your point earlier, like maybe the military guys out there, when they listen to something on their phone, it the GPS location goes to this Fort Lee just as a defense mechanism, so someone can't track where the soldiers are. That, like so, so we don't. So the, the the short answer is like possibly. Who knows? Like yeah. all we're doing is looking at what we do know, and the things we do know is like there is a statistical anomaly, like what should make the most amount of sense, like just utilizing like law of averages and big numbers is like the your top listening areas will probably fall under large population centers. That's what we saw with Los Angeles. That's what we saw with Houston. That's what we saw with Chicago and, and those sort of things. But then we've got this town of 18,000. So now we know there's something too, like something we're like, okay, well, let's go a little bit deeper. And now we're seeing this area is a nodal point of collecting and the disseminating of all sorts of like communications. Now, to what point? I don't know. You know, they don't tell me these sort of things, uh, but we could see that that's definitely happening here. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, <laughs> Who knows what's going on? But there's something, there's something which is kind of fun. So yeah. I, uh, because the other thing has to be assumed as well. Um, so the other thing has to be assumed as well is like that this is not meant to be hidden from you, mm. right? If this is like a top secret surveillance, and I'm not suggesting that's what this is, but it is, it is easily and readily available for anyone who's going to bother to look at this information. And if this was meant to be hidden, I would imagine that would be a pretty easy thing to like put a cover on. Hmm. Right. That the military so is I, listening to my podcast. <laughs> like the military is listening to your podcast. Maybe said another thing, like the person who's in the military who's listening to your podcast. Who well, it, does, it does seem like Fort Lee and this sort of all the services or um, the specialties, for lack of a, the specific term, that this Fort Lee specializes in seem pretty utilitarian. They have the quartermaster school, and a quartermaster is like the... Um, supplies like the supply guys they're they're like the department store of the army they make sure every base has like the proper uniforms and all that stuff sort of an outdated role now Uh, but yeah the there's the quartermaster museum uh at this place in fort lee which has the world's first 
American flag with 50 stars, as well as General Patton's World War II Jeep and a few other national treasures. <laughs> All right, now you got me. Well, it, it says Fort Lee is in Prince George County. Oh, okay, that's not Prince George's County. So let me go look. Uh, let me go look right here. Let me go see what we have. So I pulled over. So now I'm going to go. You you definitely piqued my interest with this. So keep going with what you're see, what you're what you're what's capturing your attention. Well, and it says that several artifacts come from major quartermaster depots at Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Jeffersonville, Indiana, and Fort Royal or Front Royal in Virginia. So this is sort of like their museum that holds a bunch of cool uh, army memorabilia so to speak and then as far as the combined arms support command goes that's pretty much like the like what you're saying the nodal point but i would assume that that is like uh you know the group that connects the navy with the army with the air force so that they're all sort of on one front and and mobilizing in uh lockstep rather than you know so, uh, so I'm gonna. So I'm looking at the the Wikipedia. I want to be clear. So it says it is the headquarters for CASCOM. Mm. So that is so the center. It, <laughs> so that would be for whatever that is. So what does it say right here? So um, it's the headquarters. Um, the U.S. Army Quartermaster School, Ordnance School, Transportation School, Defense College. So. What we could probably, you know, you, what would make sense is, you know, there's, there's going to be, um, there's going to be, uh, uh, if I were the one who would set this up, if you're going to have something of like a headquarters or something like a main nodal point, you're going to have complementary other groups and services there as well. Some known, some not known. And so for whatever reason, we're seeing that we're seeing the downloads are coming through this. Let me keep on looking, looking to see if anything else jumps out. And hopefully if anyone has real information, we'll pass it on. But nonetheless, we got this going on. Keep going. Mm. Well, and it says that the name of the fort is in limbo right now. It's being uh, it's being put up for renaming, or at least is being recommended that they rename it from Robert E. Lee, which just shows how the military has sort of fallen prey to the whole ju social justice movement as well. Um, but yeah, there's not much else that I am finding here. Uh, there's a living Uncle Sam memorial that they formed uh, using 19,000 military officers uh, in Virginia in 1918 during World War One. They had all these men stand in uh, formation, and they made a living Uncle Sam. It's really cool. They have a aerial photo that they took of it. All right. All right. So, okay. So I don't know where we're going to go with this, but this definitely has me intrigued. And I think that it should be, um, well, it means that uncle Sam is listening to my podcast and our podcast, which is a sort of, uh, you know, within the, the universe of the, my family thinks I'm crazy podcast, a more specific podcast. And it's also, you know, uh, in the Susquehanna alchemy universe, which is very specific to this East coast central east coast area right so, i would agree with that i think it, I if, if anything it it could be soldiers because i have a lot of 
listeners who reach out who say that they're in the military, and that's always cool. I'm always happy to help raise their awareness. I think a lot of them are way smarter than they're able to uh, get credit for because that's just the way the Army works, you know? They're not really uh, incentivized to be, you know, expressing their philosophical thoughts when they're, you know, working and, and doing a very tough, in many cases, tough job. So now I'm reading more about what CASCOM does. And so it seems to be less about communications. Mm, okay. So I, I gave it a, a pretty bad uh, <laughs> once over. I missed some things. Uh um, so it's combined. No, maybe maybe it's what you said, but but we ran with the calm the wrong the wrong way. Nonetheless, 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 I'm so, it, it definitely uh, the Colonial Heights thing has me intrigued. And I used to live in Richmond. I lived in Richmond for at least ten years of my life, and so this is very close to Richmond. Would you, um, would you take? Because it said that the Colonial Heights is a big military population. Would you consider like the people in Richmond to be interested in this type of stuff? I think military people tend to be more interested in this type of stuff. I mean, I remember Coast to Coast FM, a lot of people from the military would call Art Bell up and, you know, correspond and stuff. Uh, I would imagine. I, I mean, I think that... Uh... I know for my, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a broad statement to make, but what I do know is, um, from the number of people who have actually traveled out to the Susquehanna, the 40th parallel and has followed, uh, a lot of the Susquehanna alchemy work, uh, there is a disproportionate number of people from the military who've done so or with a military background, maybe not active. I think there are a couple who may still have been active, but um, my conclusion would be maybe what you're suggesting is like, maybe there's a correspondence between like what draws someone into the military and, and wanting to see the, the interworkings of stuff, or maybe there is, <laughs> there's an active, there's an active monitoring of what's going on. I don't think it's, the ladder but that's just that's just the way i approach it. yeah no i mean yeah that's the that's definitely the, <laughs> the that's where we I get into the, to, to the and we talked about this the james shelby downard vortex mm. because this is an entry point this is an entry point right now where there is enough information that if one chooses if one chooses within consciousness to be like, okay, I'm going to go and meet this with the understanding that the military is monitoring what we're doing, well, that's going to open up. Like that's like that's going to start, regardless of how true or how accurate or inaccurate that statement is. When you begin looking in that context, you will find something which is going to support that. I guarantee, and it's going to get stronger and stronger and richer and richer. That's just seemingly how it works. Mm. My other instinct that I sort of compelled with is is this the dynamic of the military being one that sort of conditions people to be in chorus with one another. So this concept that my show title hits on, my family thinks I'm crazy, you could maybe extrapolate that 
to the military being an extension of a person's family when they join. And then, you know, given that the military often sends you to these remote places, these forts synchronistically seem to be built where star forts used to be. And we don't need to go down that whole rabbit hole. But I think maybe the, yeah, there is some science to it where like people in the military tend to be a certain personality type and that tends to, um, I don't know, lean them towards a show like this. I don't know. That's just my other assumption. Um, but well, yeah, that, been the, that is, we, we've got all sorts of, we've got all sorts of, of, of kind of like general questions which are being posed to the audience right now. And so this would be a good opportunity for someone who might be listening, who might have some sort of insight, because I think you and I are not necessarily the ones to, to, you know, we don't have the experience to speak intelligently other than just like general thoughts and assumptions. Mm. So like if anyone has any thoughts as it relates to this, this topic to, to maybe share with you on that, um, at that, uh, uh, email address. Mm. Yeah. And I do remember sending a package of, uh, stickers or a book to somebody in Virginia. So who knows, maybe we just have a big fan down there. Who's put a bunch of stuff out. (laughs) And they put the stickers all around, and then the stickers like pique the interest of of just a random person who then <laughs> went and downloaded. That is a possibility. Like, I mean, if we're we're going to look at the realm of all possibilities. Uh, we have to include that, and that's not too far far removed from uh, or, or too far of a of a jump to say like, is this uh, is that occurring? So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. and, and this could be a bridge. I know we don't want to spend too much more time. We wanted to make this a quick conversation. Do you have uh, somewhere where you're you're planning on going, Mike, or you got a little more time? We've got a couple more minutes because we're also recording later this evening. Am I correct? Yes, yes. We're going to be yes, we are. recording. So, yeah, yesterday, speaking of stickers, I was putting some stickers around uh, this little hiking spot. They have these signs on the hiking trail that say, you know, use your phone to uh, get in touch with the Milford Library. And then another sign says, use your phone to, um, you know, identify plants in the in this hiking area, which, yeah, that's cool in one sense. But Tara and I were sort of a little turned off by like, oh, yeah, there's all these signs now in the woods telling you to use your phone. What? You know, so we we put some stickers on these signs, you know, not covering the words or anything, but just in the corner, bottom corner. Uh, with these phrases, a, a, a group of people sent me a huge box of stickers, huge box. And all of the stickers have different messages on them, like the media is the virus or America was founded on disobedience and other things like that to sort of stir people up, wake people up. So we put these stickers out and within five or 10 minutes of the stickers being out, you know, we spent probably like 30, 40 minutes hiking and we came back down this same trail, within that small amount of time, the stickers had already been removed. Somebody had followed us or whatever, and they saw the stickers, they took them all off, which was a little disappointing. But I say all this because only 15 minutes before we went to this hiking spot, we were driving down the road and a bobcat was crossing the street. 
Now you're like, okay, what does this have to do with stickers? Well, first of all, I've never seen a bobcat in Milford where I live. It's not really a bobcat area. We're a little too close to cities for bobcats to just be strolling through. Uh, so it's a very rare site. And synchronistically, Tara and I, we always go into the um, different books that we have that talk about the spiritual aspects of animals, the omens and that kind of thing. We've talked about this before. And the, the bobcat symbolizes silence and secrecy and using silence as a power, you know, like silence to your, your benefit. So I just took those two experiences and blended them together and said, well, maybe the, the stickers were removed because we're not uh, practicing the bobcat medicine that we're supposed to be, which is, you know, uh, don't just go out and put all these stickers out there and give information to those who aren't seeking it. Uh, there's more power in um, maybe being more artful with where we place those or, or even just, you know, not placing them at all. So that's kind of what happened yesterday. That's the sign that I took the bobcat to mean. So where do you think you said that the, the, the stickers were gone within 10 minutes or 15 minutes of you placing them, right? Yeah. Did you, is it a, were, did you see people behind you? Like how, how, how populated of a trail is this? Yeah, there was someone walking behind us, but they were, they were out of sight when the stickers were being placed and then they were within sight and didn't seem like they took our stickers off. But yeah, that's a, it's a popular little park and we went and sat by the river and observed some things. I was reading a book and a dragonfly landed right on the book on the word uh, publishing. So I don't know what that is a sign for, but yeah, yeah, I just spent some time in the woods. It was, a, it's a pretty populated park though. Uh, still seemingly strange to me that, I mean, it seems odd that they would, that, but uh, you know how like some, um, and I'm just kind of like thinking off the top of my head, but sometimes you'll see if you're out at a at a um, like a at a trail or a park, and there are signs that say that uh, it's under surveillance. Maybe we were under surveillance because we were walking so, under a power line cut for a little while. So I was like, maybe there's like a big there's a camera up top there on the power line fixture. So uh, and I may go through a dead spot um, right now. So if that happens, I'll drive to it. But um, so that would make sense that someone would see like or potentially make sense like if they would see that and then immediately go take it down. Um, uh, you know, I, I if you want to go and get a little bit deeper into like as you're saying like signs or indication or anything like that. Um, uh, and we were just talking about the, uh, the, the colonial, or colonial heights and, and, and the, the state infrastructure, which is located there, specifically military state. You know, when I say state, I mean it like in terms of lowercase s, the state, not necessarily the state of Virginia. Um, so, so there's this, um, you know, I, I, I'm playing with I'm, I'm playing with your James Shelby downward vortex. Can I do that for a minute? Of course. 
All right, so James Shelby down at Fort Texas. Like, yeah, they're, they're, you're, they're, you're being watched. You're being watched. <laughs> and, and they're taking down the stickers. They're just seeing what you're doing. They're just seeing what you're doing. And the reason why I'm saying that, uh, I talked to my friend. Have you heard me mention Paul Wall before? Not before you mentioned him and, and not since we talked about him, but you have told me about him. So, okay, so Paul Wall is a friend of mine. I talked to him like two days ago. And he's, he's, um, uh, I won't get into Paul Wall's story right now, but this is what Paul Wall was telling me. He said that he was out, um, this is, this conversation was, was it yesterday or two days ago? But he was out there, he lives, um, in Bel Air, Maryland. Or at least he's visiting his parents, and his parents lived in Bel Air, Maryland. And so Bel Air, Maryland is very close to Aberdeen Proving Grounds. And you know what Aberdeen Proving Grounds is? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. It's actually mentioned in this uh, thing about Fort Lee and the Cascam, uh, Cascam thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in, uh, it's in Maryland, right? Aberdeen Proving Grounds is where the first computer in the world is. And it's located at the at the transition from the Susquehanna River to the Chesapeake Bay. To the Chesapeake Bay, and right. that's at Aberdeen Proving Grounds. And the first computer is ENIAC. Right. Like within the Susquehanna mystery, it's a very significant location. Mm-hmm. So, so um, he's out there. This is just was it yesterday or two days ago? Uh, he lives in that general vicinity. And what he was walking to a place, it's a very, very, um, uh, that area is, has a strong indigenous historical significance. And there's this one place where it's known as the king and the queen seat. And so he's telling me he went to go and hike towards it. And when he was out there hiking, he came across this, um, what he described as a special forces, like military training operation going on along his trail. What? And he's yeah, like a bunch of people doing like a, like a training operation and he's walking around. He's kind of like interacting with them, right? Like how you always hear, but, but like what was going on in my mind was just this like, you know, are you, uh, <laughs> is he being watched? We talked about that a little bit more. So now we're adding to this, this sort of story. I'm not saying that's happened, but I am saying that I'm, I'm seeing enough of these, these different sort of data points to make me think that is a possibility. Did I tell you the story uh, back in February when Tara and I were hiking on West Rock Mountain and we, we followed a coyote that walked right by us and we followed it a little bit and we wandered into almost exactly the same thing, although it was a National Guard training uh event not a special forces but yeah we we found ourselves in the middle of one of those things too uh uh brought in by a uh brought in by uh, uh, a coyote yeah we were we were hiking on these big field stones just hopping around on the stones and yeah this coyote ran by us and I just started hopping towards it because I'm on these big stones. So it's not like I was chasing the coyote on the ground or kind of, it's like the river spot you took us to, you know, a bunch of stones just all next to each other. You can hop from each stone, you know? Right. And then, yeah, we ended up in a national guard, a uh, little training 
event when some guy came over and said, oh, hey, don't be shocked. You know, we got guys in uniform out here. We're just doing an exercise. Well, at least you were given the heads up. Yeah. Yeah. Why was um, Paul Wall not given a heads up? No, he tried. He tried to make some degree of connection, like eye contact, like a head nod, any sort of like recognition from one human to another. And he said that the degree of absolute like rejection of his presence was palpable. Mm. It was like he wasn't even there. Yes. As if he wasn't even there. Huh. Yeah, I would uh, I would be worried about that too. Um, so I don't think that's happening. But we can see where the world we live in is kind of bumping up against that. So we're hoping for feedback. We're hoping for insight to go and look at this a little bit deeper. And then also what we want to do is we want to encourage, you're going to be coming down hopefully short uh, in uh, sooner uh, in a short period of time. And we still need to help fund your, your, your gas tank travel. So if anyone I know some people who who has it. You said that you've received some support from some people already. Who 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 has already shown some love? Yeah, shout out to Davy Rose. Uh, a lot of help from him. Uh, Where's week, he out of? That I don't know. Um, okay. I could actually. I'm sending him a package, so I should know, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, Davy Rose was very generous, very kind. Um, we got another. Um, some support from John G up in, uh, I think he's in Canada. I could be wrong, but John G has been listening to the show for a while, but yeah, a week from today, uh, I hope to be there. Um, well, sooner than that Saturday or Sunday of this week. And this episode is being recorded on a Monday. So if people are listening today or tomorrow, Tuesday, when this comes out, uh, yeah, please help me out. want to go down to the Susquehanna River Valley area and record some cool stuff and with countryside. Mike. And Gnome Countryside, of course. And uh, yeah, where we were yesterday at Eisenhower kind of felt like that uh, river scene where you had the orb encounter or the ferry encounter. So yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to go down there and, and see what we capture. And whether it's video or audio, we're going to record some stuff and... Uh, take you guys along with us you know this is going to be sort of a the first right because we started your handbook for the apocalypse a couple months after i the last time i visited you so yeah we haven't uh haven't done anything like this so far with the show so please folks support us i can't do it without your help gas is expensive and we got to feed ourselves as well while we're down there so yeah but everything else is squared away the car is road ready as far as i know so excellent 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 so okay well then let us uh reconvene later this evening right on well i'll talk to you then mike thanks for listening folks talk to you soon